Welcome back to Popular Apocrypha. If this is your first time joining us, we are a pop culture fictional podcast. We're not real, but we talk about fictional characters and we make them better for you. Uh, we're kind of like a workshop or surgeons. We, uh, we take off the parts of characters and context that we don't like and we splice on new things that we do like. Joining me this week is... <coughs> Riley. And... Hi, I'm Nick. Um, if you'll remember, Nick joined us last week for our Hercules episode. Um, he guested for us while Logan was off, and he did such a great job. Uh, Logan has decided, after much consideration, to take a step back from the podcast to focus on some personal projects and responsibilities. As such, Nick will be joining us indefinitely as a full-fledged member of Popular Apocrypha. Ooh. Congratulations! Santa Claus! Yay! Woo! Yay! Yeah! Woo! Yay! Yeah! yeah. Let this guy in. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> So before we get to talking about the character for this week, which is Bowser, um, uh, let's let's play a game. That's my Bowser growl. That was your Bowser growl. Shalong, Bowser. <laughs> That's Mario, right? Yeah. So he does it every time he throws him. Yeah, but have you heard the whole like uh, the whole um, uh, shoot controversy that what he's actually saying is. Uh, so long, gay Bowser. Yes, yeah. yes that's not what I said out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so long, gay Bowser. So long, gay Bowser. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, Yahoo! Wah! How does how does that fit with? Oh, never mind. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, so let's play a game. Uh, we've played this game before. I'm not sure if we played it on a podcast episode, but we have played it for sure on. Um, our live stream that we did during our Kickstarter campaign. Um, it's a word-by-word story. Each of us takes um, uh, one word at a time to answer a prompt or create a story about a prompt um, in order to try and provide something coherent together. Um, so it will go sequentially one after the other. That's what you do very good or very bad. Yeah. Um, so I have three prompts for us. <laughs> and um, and uh, who would like to start? Me. Riley would like to start for the first <clears throat> prompt. You gotta so. say your name, Riley. Riley wants to start. <laughs> <laughs> we can only talk in the first Riley likes this idea. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Congratulations. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Nick likes idea, too. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> You're just taking out words out of your sentence. All right, well, sell the character. What's our so first prompt? we'll go in a clockwise format. So it'll go, nope, that's counterclockwise. That's, that's the way I want to go. <laughs> for, uh, for the listeners at home, Nick motioned the direction that we were going, not the right direction. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I like that direction better. Mm. So clockwise and the prompt. The, the, the prompt is... How to deliver a baby. Oh my god, I have experience in this. Don't worry about it. Oh, because animals. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. Okay, right. um, so one word. One yes. word. <clears throat> How to deliver a baby? Yes. First. You. Grab. The. Baby. From. The. Mother. Uterus. <laughs> mother uterus. <laughs> Then you pull gently. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Wait. Vigorously. Correct. 
Then. We? Twist. Until. Baby. Pops. Out. Loud. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Finally. The. Child. Is. Born. Eh. <laughs> I think that's, that's the most you can do. That's how, that's how it goes. Is born. Eh? Is born. Eh? <laughs> oh, Canadian. Canadian. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Canadian doctors hanging out today. Gotta twist that baby vigorously. Yeah. And pop. Yeah. Well, it's a nice cornfield over there, eh? <laughs> Send this baby on in. Okay. We love our Canada listeners. <laughs> so now. All two of them. Would you like to start now? I would love to start Okay. So the, our second prompt is. How to steal the Declaration of Independence. Oh, perfect. James? <laughs> T? Kirk. First. Stole. Me. Once. Upon? <laughs> A. Midnight. Clear. <laughs> he. Then. Dropped. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no. Dropped me from the Declaration of Independence. My father told <laughs> me son. <laughs> Some burgers and independence. Parades. <laughs> Four. James. And we did. Woo! <laughs> That's not a word, excuse me. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. Perfect. It's a better oh, okay. really, for that situation. Yeah, I think I think we should do two more. I only had one more, but I, I wish I wish we could get these like visualized <laughs> and so I could bring them back. But do do a, a dramatic was... reenactment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe so, Sunday. Uh, Technology. Will come before we get to our final prompt, do either of you have one that we should do? Um, we've done how to live a baby and how to steal the Declaration of Independence. Yes. Um, the third one will be. Riley? Um, how, <laughs> how to steal uh, your grandma's house. How to steal your grandma's house. Perfect. Okay. Little. Big. Jeremy. <laughs> is. <laughs> little. <laughs> but. Knows. Enough. To. Steal. Big houses. Go to the Jeremy house quietly and Grandma sleeps warmly. It's quiet there. Code words. That's two words. <laughs> It's hyphenated. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's quiet there. Code words come. Upon. 
A. Midnight. <laughs> I'm glad our brains are going to the same place. Tomorrow. Clearly. And? Then. Jeremy. Steals. Your. Big. House. Well, that seems to be yep. just yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I like it. Very wonderful. So the entire point of that story was that all that you have to do is get Jeremy to steal your grandma's house. Yeah. Where code, she sleeps warm. With code, code words. On yeah. midnight yeah. tomorrow. Little Big Jeremy. Little, little. Little <laughs> Big my, Jeremy. That's my favorite PS3 game. He's little, but he steals big houses. <laughs> little Big Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And our final prompt. Also my favorite Pearl Jam song. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Our final prompt is <laughs> how to save the princess. How to save the princess. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Who starts this one? Really? I'll do yep. it. Cool. Princess. Is. I love how we don't use articles. <laughs> <laughs> Not the princess, just princess. Um, well, because in my brain, I'm thinking you're going to name the princess. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But you did. Who said I didn't? <laughs> princess is. Fair. Stands for Isabel. Um, I Z, yeah. Princess Izzy. Jokes on you guys. Uh, One step ahead of the game. Stands. Uh, High. Firmly. Upon. The. Castle. Tip top. Typhonated. (laughs) The. Evil. Monster. Gargalgabel. Sleeps. Rapidly. Mm. On. Princess. Is. Zzz. Temper Pete. Sneakily. You. The. Queen. Must. Kill. The princess. <laughs> Hyphenated. <laughs> I was gonna say princess and said that. So it just the yeah, princess yeah, yeah. go right. Because she is Gargabel. <laughs> plot twist. What is the plot was so bad? <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you listeners? <laughs> that we switched halfway through. Shows on you. Yeah. <laughs> You can't visually see us, yeah. but we switched directions. <laughs> yeah. It was both a literal and metaphorical plot twist. All right, so uh, at the end of the story, we know that Princess is stands atop the tower. The monster Gargantuan? Gargabelle. Gargabelle, excuse me, sleeps on the princess's Tempur-Pedic. The queen then kills the princess because she is Gargantuan plot twist. Gargabelle. Whatever, same difference. Fair. Yep. Yeah. That's how it goes. They're the same person at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. That's the way it crumbles. Wow. Yep. Yep. Which brings us to our next topic. It's a metaphor for loans. For <laughs> 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 loans. For student loans. Pause. Ooh. Just like pause. <laughs> That's something I know lots about. Yeah. Student loans. Mm. Hi, my name is Nick Bates, and I'm here to talk to you about how to get rid of your <laughs> student loans. Before we do get to our next topic, which is, again, Bowser. Um, I just want to mention that this episode is sponsored by Audible. The audiobook company would like to give you a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial as a listener of Popular Apocrypha. 
With over 180,000 titles to choose from, you can listen nonstop to new or your favorite books on iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player, or wherever else you can listen to music and MP3s. Um, I've been really enjoying the book Red Rising by Pierce Brown, as narrated by Tim Gerard Reynolds. Um, it's a dystopian, fight-the-system, futuristic novel set in the red landscape of Mars about a young man fighting to free his people from slavery in a horrific caste system. Mm. Um, it's fighting, adventure, love, friendship, the whole thing. Um, so you can download Red Rising or another audiobook for free by signing up for a free trial of Audible. Download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash popapoc. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash p-o-p-a-p-o-c for your free audiobook and month-long trial. So thanks again for helping us out, listeners, and thanks, Audible. I, I, I use Audible a lot. Um, recently, I've been listening to uh, a series called Johannes Cabal. Sounds familiar. Um, Maybe. The first book is Johannes Cabal Necromancer. Oh. And I dug it so much that I couldn't stop listening to the other books, too. And it just it gets better and better each time. For me, that's the Red Rising trilogy. Mm. There's, so there's two trilogies. The second trilogy is still in progress. But it's Red Rising, uh, uh, Morning Star, and then Iron Gold. And Interesting. And it's super fascinating. Huh. Really good sci-fi. My brother really keeps telling me I need to go listen to the Bobiverse. Babuverse? The Babuverse books. Okay. What's that about? It's Do about, you know? It's about Bob oh. and his multiple personalities. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I don't know a whole lot about it. It's just he just Bob. keeps telling me I have to go listen to it. It's Bob. Classic yeah. Bob. <laughs> what a jokester, that guy. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> talking about Audible. I'm talking about books. And books. On tape. Clearly, some of us aren't as civilized as others. <clears throat> nope. Uncultured yokel. Yeah. I prefer to not read because no, we're listening here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about listening to your books <laughs> I don't no I, just, I read sorry what excuse me what is the episode on say it to my face what <laughs> I'm just kidding this episode's about Bowser so King Bowser Koopa is the major antagonist of the Mario video game franchise produced by Nintendo Bowser is a large, powerful, fire-breathing, green-shelled, blonde-haired, spike-covered, turtle-like creature known as a Koopa, um, and has been the arch-enemy of the Mario Brothers since his debut in Super Mario Bros. Um, he has repeatedly kidnapped or attempted to kidnap Princess Peach um, and others, with the ultimate goal of defeating Mario and taking over the Mushroom Kingdom. By internal chronology, the first appearance of Bowser is as a baby in Super Mario Bros. 2 Yoshi's Island when he uh, wanted to ride Yoshi, but Mario was already riding Yoshi, and so he tried to beat up Mario and Yoshi, but then Mario kicked his butt. Anyway, he's generally set up as a selfish, tantrum-disposed little monster in that. And then release-wise, Bowser first appears in Super Mario Bros. when he and his army invade and conquer the Mushroom Kingdom, using a spell to transform the citizens into inanimate objects, and kidnapping the only person capable of undoing the curse, Princess Toadstool. Uh, Bowser sits on the bridge at the end of the game, spinning fireballs and tossing hammers, as well as leaping into the air in order to ground pound. Um, those are his classic moves. Uh, grabbing the axe at the other side of the bridge causes him to fall into the lava, defeating him and saving the princess. Bowser repeats this in similar forms of attack and motives in many of the games, uh, many, many, many games. Kidnapping princesses Toadstool or Peach or other individuals um, in Super Mario 64. His goal evolves into stealing all the power stars 
from uh, Princess Peach. Uh, and then in New Super Mario Bros., he sends his son to do his job. In Super Mario Galaxy, he again steals the Power Stars, but this time takes over the galaxies, like multiple galaxies, instead of just the Mushroom Kingdom. In Super Mario Odyssey, he kidnaps Peach in order to uh, force her to marry him while stealing artifacts and causing damage to the cities there and the kingdom as a whole. Um, Overall, Bowser appears in dozens of games, usually with the same or similar goals, more or less. Riches, power, ruling the kingdom or galaxies, or marrying Princess Peach. Um, however, as the different series have progressed, Bowser went from being just a simple villain to having at least some greater depth. While most of his actions are very self-focused, they are often derived from things like losing his castle to another villain, um, he takes pride in his villainy, and he's horrified, actually, about certain mass atrocities, um, such as when other kingdoms, aside from the Mushroom Kingdom, have been destroyed in games by higher-level villains. Um, moreover, Bowser uh, lies to his son and tells him that Princess Peach is his mother because Bowser is in love with Princess Peach and wants his son to believe that she is his mom. Uh, he is also saddened when things of his get damaged or destroyed or stolen or whatever. And so when his castle gets damaged in multiple different scenarios, um, he gets depressed. Not depressed necessarily, but very saddened about that. Um, and probably the deepest thing, I think, is in one of the games he admits that his only regret, according to himself, is having never created his own realm. <laughs> Um, due to the expansiveness of the franchise, Bowser has been the main antagonist in comics, video games, television series, movies, all sorts of things. So many different um, different products. Most notably are his appearances in um, Super Smash Bros., Mario Party, Super Mario Bros., and Mario Kart. Uh, there's also something called Paper Mario. Yeah! I don't know much about that, but that's another one that he's known for. You don't know much about Paper Mario? No. Mm, okay. Mm. Sweet. Well, this changes things. <laughs> wow. Uh, sorry, listeners, I will no longer be a host on this podcast. Um, <laughs> I am the second we did. <laughs> so there's a ton of lore, other lore, about about Bowser and things related to him, be it uh, with regard to Princess Peach or Yoshi or the Yoshis. He's captured all of the Yoshis on the island before and put them on eggs. He's done all sorts of things, um, lots of different lore, but that's kind of a general summary of who he is, for the most part. There are some other things that we'll probably get to as we continue to discuss him that I'll bring up. Mm -hmm. um, but I also wanted to let you know that he has quite the list of nicknames and aliases mm -hmm. um, on the Wikipedia, the Mario Wiki pick, uh, Wikipedia page about him. I mean, you've got his normal like King of the Koopa, King Koopa, Koopa, King Bowser, Lord Bowser, Big Dude is what <laughs> Baby Bowser calls him. That's what they called me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Big Dude. Uh, Cap'n Bowser, Bowser the Brash, Wizard Bowser, Bowser Sphinx, Black Hole Bowser. Black Hole they Bowser! Me in high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Huh. Um, the King of Awesome, that's what they called Riley in high school. Wow, that's um, really nice. Uh, the boss of Bwahaha, uh, King Dad, Pop, <laughs> King Dad. Daddy, <laughs> King Lord Daddy. I love it when you call me King Dad. Daddykins. Mm. Who calls him Daddykins? Um, someone called Cootie Pie. That's me. That's what they called me in high school. Also in high school. Uh, <laughs> Bowser's mother calls him Koopums. Bowser Aww. has a mom? Yeah. Well, everyone's got a mom, really. Nick? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, someone called Broke Monjour, I'm Ooh. probably not pronouncing that correctly, calls him Monjour Turtlebits. Oh, Mr. Turtlebits. 
Uh, there, there are others. There are others that I'm not. I'm skipping over. That's but okay. those are some of the good ones yeah. that I thought those that I would the, share. The good ones. Cute. Are... I wish somebody called me Mr. Turtle Bits. <laughs> <laughs> I can start. Yes, please. <laughs> if, if... And this week we are joined by Mr. Turtle Bits. <laughs> No, it's it's your official title, Miss Dick, Mister Turtle, Mister Turtle Bits Bates. Oh man, um, my friends will never look at me the same again. So there are a lot of things that we could talk about with regard to Bowser. Um, his goals and ambitions. Uh, why is he prideful? Should he be prideful? His boastfulness, his possessiveness of Peach. Um, do the his ends justify the means? His selfishness, his appearance. He has different accessories. He has a, a very well-noted voice. He has different powers and abilities. His size, um, and then his relationships with whoa, others. Whoa, whoa. So we, we don't we've got a ton of stuff that we could talk based about. Based on size here, okay? No, no, that's no, not no fat shame. No, I'm, all right, Tyler. I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm sorry. You should apologize to the audience. I audience, I'm sorry. Thank you. I did not mean to uh, size shame there we Bowser. Go. Much better. Pixel shame. What? <laughs> Um, there's a lot of things that we can cover here. There's there's so many things that Bowser is or does that we could touch on. Um, I think we should probably narrow it down to a couple. Otherwise, we'll be here for a very long time. I'm kind of drawn to his uh, his difficulty with never starting or creating a realm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fascinating facet of him. Yeah, for right? sure. That like. I will take what is already created because I can't create something of my own. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, I like that facet. I also, and so many other people are, I'm fascinated by his fascination with Peach. Um, where does that come from? Why is that, like, his go-to? Uh, why is he always chasing after Princess Toadstool, Peach, whatever, and not the other princesses that we have encountered? Is he interested in Peach just because Mario's interested in Peach? That's a good question. I mean, originally, it was that he wanted to take over the Mushroom Kingdom, and she is the princess of, or one of the princesses of the Mushroom Kingdom. And so, uh, his goal was to kidnap her in order to rule over the kingdom. Oh. That was originally the goal. But things, I mean, and different games take on different, different meanings and different motives and so that seems like such a, a medieval thinking of things yeah of like all right well capturing the foreign princess and forcing her to marry you therefore you have power over said kingdom because your marriage your matrimony to said princess gives you rule over their kingdom and in one of the games he does force her to marry him that happens and that's part of his justification for telling his son that peach is his mom but she didn't like disavows the entire marriage it, like from the get-go because she's forced into it so right hmm. weird anything that sticks out to you tyler um i want to know if bowser is a turtle then why does he not look more like a turtle that's what i want to know so his physical attributes that's cool. part of it yeah we're talking okay cool <laughs> 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 you start from there. Yeah, right. Um, <coughs> cool, so... I mean, he looks kind of like a lion turtle from Avatar. For sure. Mm. That's true. Um, the last airbender. Not um, the blue people. He's a he's a Koopa, correct? Yes. Right. And while there are a lot of parallels drawn between Koopas and turtles, do we have any solid evidence that Koopas are turtles? Mm, sort of? Uh, yeah, so... Um, let me, let me bring this up here really quick. Uh, let me find it. I read earlier that 
uh, I'm going to butcher these names, That's and fine. I apologize. Um, so, originally, let me preface this by, originally Bowser was drawn by uh, Shigeru Miyamoto um, for the box art on Super Mario Bros. as a, a bluish-gray um, a version of Bowser that was much more, like, kind of warty and, mm-hmm. uh, and but in some ways more turtley he had more of a more of a, a turtle shaped nose sort sort of thing and um the, the other similar characteristics is his fingers looked a little bit more turtle like uh, or tortoise like um anyway uh yoichi kotabe um later joined nintendo and was asked to do new illustrations um and his only reference was that package illustration that uh, Miyamoto did mm. and um, asked him uh, questions about how to draw the characters. And um, uh, because he hadn't been drawn often, that caused some problems and later was uh, reimagined into what we see now. Um, but, oh, shoot, where is this about the turtle bit? They talked about, is he supposed to be based on a turtle or not? Monster. Right, was kind of the question. Um, and this was... Uh, he, so, the Katabi, the new dude, mm. brought up that he liked the Ox King from some some film um, uh, that, that Bowser was originally based off of. And then... Um, uh, then a Nintendo designer Takashi Tezuka pointed out that Bowser should be a turtle, and that's that cool. was the decision made. Yeah, so he was he was from the start based on a turtle. Yeah, and then the, and that made the Koopa Troopas the turtle like a turtle more turtley, yeah. right? Yeah, turtley so. enough for the Turtle Club. Yes, cool. turtle. Yeah. Um, so that, that was decided on. Cool. I, I like it. I kind of like. The idea of maybe um, either, like, I kind of want to, I've, you know, the internet is kind of flooded with these takes on Mario being the true villain of Mario, like, the, the Mario universe, like, Mario is really the one that's, like, kind of the evil one. There's, like, those kind of theories, or, like, Peach is, like, a, a goddess, which, like, again, all valid theories. I'm not discounting any of them, but I would, like our path that we take to kind of go a different way. Right. Right. To kind of forge new ground. And I think at least in my reading or my um, YouTube watching, I haven't seen many thoughts on maybe either like Bowser, perhaps like we could have almost like a, um, like a last samurai situation uh, where like Bowser, his, his kin and his kingdom is dying, right? And then to perhaps save his kingdom, he wants to economically, politically align himself with the Mushroom Kingdom to preserve his, like, his line from dying. Or the whatever. Koopa Troopas. The Koopas, yeah. To, like, maybe perhaps... I don't know if we want to take it this political, right? Because there's a whole bunch of, like, political stuff about it, but, like, grant them citizenship and all that stuff because they're just being hunted by plumbers out in the wilds and killed off right like is he is he a a civil rights leader and wanting to get his like people taken care of or like what what exactly is he wanting to do you know what i mean i like that i 
I also have a have a couple of things that I would I would like to throw out there um, to be possibly talked about, and mm-hmm. um, they are that either a um, Peach and Mario are a figment of Bowser's imagination. Um, Bowser is. It was all a dream. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, Bowser, Bowser is truly uh, like a young child, which is what drives his sense of wanting to create that world and wanting to have something bigger that he he created his own realm, right? So is Bowser actually baby Bowser? But he, he sees himself outside of himself, yeah. like astral projection. He sees himself as something bigger and something better, and therefore creates smaller underlings, like the Koopas and like Baby, baby Bowser, in which uh, that makes him bigger, and that makes him feel bigger and feel like, I'm the big guy, I'm the good guy here, and this is my princess I'm going to take. But then Mario comes, and he needs a bad guy, so Mario comes and takes the princess. Or, or another, another fiction that we could say is, Bowser and Mario are both a um, figment of Peach's imagination, and her narcissism eventually comes around to get her with both of these guys want me so bad, and they fight over me constantly. <laughs> mm. I have to say, that's pretty amazing. I but <laughs> the first option hit a little bit too hard on the, uh, the repressed anxiety from, like, elementary school sort of thing. <laughs> but... Hit a little too close to home there. <laughs> Hashtag too relatable. Ooh, yeah. Can't have that. Can't have anybody relating to our podcast. So... Bowser and Mario. I mean, we're not tackling Mario today. No. Right? No. Um, but Bowser is a figment of Peach's imagination. What if, since we aren't tackling Mario today, right, and we may want to tackle him in the future. Probably. We leave Mario out of it, and Bowser is only a figment of Peach's imagination, but Peach is self-kidnapping herself to, like, get Mario to come rescue her. And every time Mario shows up, right, either A, there's a, like, fake Bowser, which is why he changes throughout all the games. Mm -hmm. Like, Like animatronic. Yeah, or, like... Stuffed or... He's just, he's told about what Bowser did. He never actually sees Mm -hmm. Bowser. He's just told about what Bowser did, right? So, and you can even take it one step farther and Peach is, like, hiring, uh, like, little, little, uh, not Goombas. Goombas? Uh, no, who are the, what's Toad? Is he just a Toad? Like, what is he? I forget. He's, like, a member of the Mushroom Kingdom, whatever. He's, like, a, he's, he's a, a Toadstool. He's a Toadstool. Yeah. So, like, subjects of the Mushroom Kingdom to put on a giant trench coat that looks like <laughs> Bowser and Ooh. sacrifice themselves for the kingdom and well, fall into the lava pit. Here's this an alternative. So we know that this is like a, on some level, this is a kind of a magical kingdom. These mushrooms do crazy magical things, or at least appear to, right? right. Um, so what I mean, if they talk. That too. Unless you're on mushrooms. You also appear to eat the face, the mushrooms with faces. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's so, go into Mario. Uh, what if Peach is addicted to the mushrooms, and it has developed to the point where she can actually like conjure up Bowser? Where, like, because they're these magical mushrooms, and, like, her magical ability is that she's causing Bowser to exist out of her mind. And mm. that's the mushrooms taking control, basically. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I like the idea of her using other people as well. And it plays really well into uh, Super Mario Bros. 3, where it's already a, a, a 
strategy, or not a strategy, a, not a conspiracy. It's a theory that um, the entire thing is a play, right? If you look at how the level design is built and how it all looks, it all looks like it's a play and you exit stage right every game and things like that. So, and like that would tie in so well with the idea that Peach is just using people as actors in her big thing, right? Mm. And that, like, that whole game was, she just got a lot of people in on that one, right? Versus her just having one or two people playing every time. However, I do like the idea that um, Peach is a shroom addict. So that's, <laughs> we've had, we've created, <laughs> we've created a shroom addict character on the show before already, though. Oh, man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. Lara Croft, shroom raider. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I, true. I think... I would maybe, like, we can bring back the addiction thing, but I think as far as, like, what creates Bowser, it should be, like, there should be almost, like, a weird uh, human life cost to it. Like, whenever Bowser falls in the lava or whatever, like, it's not, it's either an economic thing where it's a, it's an animatronic that just, like, pixely dances around the screen and throws hammers automatically and like shoots out fire or whatever but then there's sometimes where like no it's like a toadstool in a costume and you know what i mean but also or a yoshi in a costume that would be more realistic as far as like how they look that'd be a little bit more similar Mm. a trained yoshi yeah yeah I, i i i like that and i like to like how it ties into the whole idea that it's a play or whatever yeah so then, if if Bowser is a figment of Peach's imagination, right, and Peach firmly believes that Bowser is is there doing things, right? Because she doesn't, she's not making him up. She sees him, perhaps because of the shroom addiction. Maybe. Perhaps. Maybe not. But we don't, she, we don't know if she's addicted. Right, right. Maybe. There's speculation. It's speculation. Yeah, it's been brought up in the Mushroom Court. Yeah, we're yeah. going around the kingdom mm-hmm. for sure. Um. So. Perhaps then, like, she she believes in... C- so, we can either take it one of two ways. I don't know which way you like more. That she either for sure sees Bowser, or she makes up Bowser. I like the sinister side of making up Bowser, but... Well, I, I, I don't know if we have to, like, necessarily split those down the middle and be like, ah, either way. Because, I mean, what if she... Originally, Bowser is a figment of her imagination, but eventually becomes real to her. What if Bowser is an imaginary friend? What if Bowser actually... Bowser is Peach's imaginary friend. What if Bowser actually did exist, and Peach got him killed, and she, like, keeps bringing him back, and, like, like, not, like, undead, but, like, she keeps seeing him, and it's really, from that point forward, it's people portraying him in her play sort of thing. Flashbacks from the first game. When he falls in the lava. Yeah. And and she what she sees is Bowser, but it's really somebody like in a costume because it's she, all she this gets big... Some, some Stockholm Syndrome. Falls for him. And now that her... Or, or even just feels guilty about his death. Her rescuer caused his death. And she feels bad for it. Right. Right. Hmm. It's another option. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Yeah, another option. I think we need to be careful not to make this more about Peach than about Bowser. That's though. true. Yeah. Because we're, we're really... We'll eventually need to talk about Peach. We're probably. really leaning into the whole Peach thing, um, which I don't 
think is a bad idea, but we got to make sure that we start twisting this about. I think you're, I think you're right. I think if we come back to Peach, we can touch on this more. But we can just agree in the moment that Bowser is a figment of Peach's imagination, either okay. for the sake of making it up or that she actually sees him. Yes. We can talk about that later. But regardless, Bowser is a figment. I feel like that takes care of a lot of questions that I have as far as like, what are his goals and ambitions? He doesn't really have any. Right. He has whatever Peach needs him to have. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, at some points, it's taking her. At other points, it's a new kingdom. At other points, it's... It's galaxies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's full, full control. And sometimes it's just that being away from home for a little while does does the magic of the mushroom kingdom begin to imbue her her fantasies her her seeing bowser with life i think it has to so does he then start to kind of like maybe at first right like in the first game or whatever it was Capture me, I am being held by Bowser. Which is what we see. Right. That's all that we see. And then as he keeps being brought back as a figment, getting more and more of this magic, he's able to kind of control a bit more. No, I want the kingdom. No, I want the galaxy. No, I want... Right? Like, he, he's still kind of controlled by Peach, but begins to almost take on this otherworldly conscience or consciousness yeah. right. of himself. The more the more the, the more sentience he has is the further away from Peach he becomes right. sort of thing. Whereas like like you were saying and and like the lore says too, he doesn't have much character in the beginning. I mean, he's just a simple he's a villain. Ah, I'm going to steal a princess and take over and that's mm-hmm. it. That's like all there is to him. But then other things go on. He has a son, then he has a family and where did they come from if this is the case and that sort of thing. Mhm. That the the magic of the kingdom almost creates this right out of this idea, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, establishing that, I kind of think that we could maybe touch on Bowser's goal as it begins to develop, right? Right, like maybe change it a so little bit. So, what I'm hearing you say is his his internal drives, like his selfishness and his boastfulness, his arrogance, his pride. Those are all peach derived, mm-hmm. right? Those are all from from her. But then, as time goes on, that's when he starts to develop. Like, oh, his castle got destroyed or damaged. Oh, he's sad about that. Why is that the case now? Oh, that's a more there's more to be aware of now. Mm-hmm. So, I I think that would also give us a chance to touch on why he gets upset when uh, other people come in and start tweaking with the kingdom. Yeah. Um. Because I mean. His whole thing is is about being self-centered and self not self-created, but but like this is this is me and and my existence derives from the fact that I am this right. Um, he is the bad guy that pre- Peach desires, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how he how he views himself. He's the bad guy. When somebody comes up, somebody else comes in and starts being that bad guy. That, that he doesn't like it. No, it really starts tweaking with his yeah. with his sense of self, with his his view of himself. Well, this guy's the bad guy. What does that make me? Which, I mean, that would tweak with me. That would make me upset. I'd be mad if somebody else popped in and said, I'm Nick Bates now. Mm-hmm. And if he and to go off what Nick's saying, if he is now part of the magic that exists in this kingdom, not only do new villains threaten 
his position as Peach's villain, right? But perhaps also the kingdom's position mm. as yeah. the ecosystem of what is normal, right? I think it would almost be interesting to think that perhaps maybe other villains are also figments of Peach's imagination. That it's all mm. like a fight up in her head for control or whatever, right? Yeah. Right. I think that'd be interesting too. That they're all figments. I'm thinking, uh, in alongside while that's going on, because he has family. Like there are the Koopas. Like he has named like like offspring and stuff like that. And um, what if as as time goes on and as he starts to develop more self awareness, these sorts of things. What if he has a feeling, maybe not knowledge, but has a feeling that he is not. He he is. Cre- controlled or created in some sense that burdens him hmm. and that he feels that and therefore he wants to create hmm. and he wants to escape that by creating thus his ultimate regret of having never created his own realm because that's Peach's ultimate success right that that's what she has done also something he cannot physically do right yeah. right because he cannot physically rule anything because he exists within Peaches. Right. You know, and... Not that he necessarily fully gets that. Right. But... But I think also the magic of the kingdom thing, too, has kind of imbued this, like, sense that something isn't right. For sure. You know? Yeah, that's what... That's in what his existence. Yeah. Right. So no matter what, he'll never be able to reach that dream of creating his own realm, um, which I'm sure weighs on him, causing him to be frustrated in his own ways. Um, regardless of whether he's a figment or not, he doesn't think he's a figment or doesn't know right. that he's a figment. So just that things, he's burdened by yeah. some outside force. These things okay. weigh on him, making him angry and frustrated, mm-hmm. um, which leads to that 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 view that we get of him in so many of the games and so many of the things of of that angry Koopa King that's always taking Peach away from Mario, right? Like he's frustrated because he can't realize his goals and he can't realize what he wants to be and what he drives to be, um, not knowing that he's a figment, that he's an idea in somebody else's head, whether he becomes more realized later through the magic of the Mushroom Kingdom or not, he will not be able to reach those goals driving that anger. Is now then his goal to become physical in the sense that he perhaps when he takes peach away at the beginning was it was all peach controlled i'm being taken away by bowser come save me mario right but as it advances and as he gains more consciousness is his taking peach away now a mind thing like is he trying to take over peach to then have a body with which he can now Control the kingdom. Let me recap that. So Bowser is a figment of Peach's mind becoming more and more real Mm -hmm. that then wants to take over Peach as well. Mm -hmm. Hashtag deep, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because we've seen the magic in the Mushroom Kingdom, right? In in different games, you bumped into different sorcerers that do different things. And I mean, if we want to say that, oh, that's just a figment of Peach's imagination, then that's one thing. but if we want to say that, yes, the Mushroom Kingdom is magical, hence why Mario can grow, hence why this works and this works and this works. Um, like in Super Mario Sunshine, the bad guy is not Bowser. The bad guy is a doppelganger Mario, 
Right. Who then is Baby Bowser. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. And so, um... I just had a thought. And I don't want to get into Mario, but I just have to say this. Yeah, say it. As a future option. Yes. Again, I don't want to get into this. What if Mario is Peach's, uh, like, psychiatrist? Anyway, don't want to get into that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, just put a little pin up in that one. Pin there. A little pin, yep. Anyway. So, sorry, please continue. Excellent. So, so what if that, that magic in the Mushroom Kingdom that we've seen from other games, one way or another, um, is what allows Bowser to become that sentience, that become right. that, that, that power that starts to try to take over Peach, which may lead to the later games he's truly kidnapping Peach. Right. Or, or trying to take over, hence in Super Mario Odyssey when he tries to force her to marry him. It's that control for power that he never had. Right. And that's maybe that's kind of like his ultimate attempt at, or at least so far, his ultimate attempt at grasping that that reversal of control. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Wow. So, do we want to change how he looks? I'm cool with it. Changing, changing his look? Yeah. I mean, his look, we should know, it does change over time in right. some ways. Some, some ways There's signature elements. Yeah. Like Correct. the mane and the fire and the shell. And, and some spiky things. Spiky yeah. spikes. And the, the, but the biggest change for us as like players of the games is as the technology has developed. That is how he has changed the most. At least that's what I would say. Is like his appearance has changed the most based on the ability to you know generate graphics on mm. a computer. So do we want to have something analogous to that change for Bowser in this? As he, uh, in that transition of gaining, not necessarily gaining sentience, but maybe gaining control is a better term. Um, as that is progressing, the pixel to pixelated to less pixelated is also happening. <laughs> I don't know why my brain went to those hyper-realistic images of Spongebob and Patrick where they're <laughs> oh, super, like, I scary hate, I hate gross. them. I yeah. hate them so much. I don't know why it, like, made me think of, like, a, a Bowser like that where it's, like, you see, like, the drool coming out of his, right, like, like, the true, jar or whatever. True skin. He's kind of leathery looking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be in Super Mario Bros. 997. Yes. Yeah, right? yeah. Where is the true, is actual Koopa that you have to fight with your fists yeah <laughs> it's not a video game anymore no no, no. Okay. he visits your house you pay a subscription <laughs> and then you fight it you're, you're fighting one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. <laughs> but his name is Bowser oh man <laughs> he looks like the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle like costume from oh. the 90s where it's like super clay from and that like, live action yeah yeah oh my god where you can see the actor's mouth yeah it's great <laughs> um oh, I kind of like I don't know maybe as he, like, I kind of want him to almost, like, I don't know if this is if this is weird or not, but as he is starting as a figment of Peach's imagination, he's, like, big and spiky and scary, because that's, like, that's a scary thing, right? That's a, a scary whatever. Right. And then maybe... As he gains more magic and more control and is starting to want to take over Peach, right? He almost kind of becomes more terrifying in that he loses some of those, like, um, visually striking, this is scary bad, right? Like, maybe the shell becomes more smooth and shiny and, like, he becomes more, like 
kind of slender, almost like snake-like and wispy. Hmm. Like he kind of takes on princessy peach aspects, right? Ooh. Like okay. more like like his movements are more kind of like smooth and wafy and like kind of flowy and stuff, and like his um, you know his his hair goes from being like all jagged and orange kind of a little bit more smooth down into his shell or whatever like tucked into his shell or like he kind of gets this more almost like like he is becoming more visually like peach weird but it takes on this aspect of almost like fake greasy kind of slimy like um like john travolta or like Prince what? Charming from Shrek 2. <laughs> yeah. 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 But almost like if Prince Charming weren't so charming. Yeah. But he still thinks he's charming. Right. Or at least in control. Right. At least. Do we want to argue that like that's kind of Peach going from something that like she romanticizes about Mario saving her from the bad guy to oh now this is Mario's competition. This is someone that Mario has to actively try to prove that he is better than. I kind of, I, like, I see that idea, but I kind of like this idea of at first he was, he was a controlled um, plot device for Peach right. to bring Mario. Yeah. Right. And now it's getting a little bit more scary because every time she thinks him up or sees him, he's a little bit more like in control and a little bit more changed a little mm-hmm. bit more advanced a little bit more so, like sly i think it may be at, at, at some point for maybe a shorter period of time it could be the case where it's like she's considering him competition when mm-hmm. he's it's a bit more in between mm-hmm. um but then as this keeps going on it becomes oh no this is actually something that mario needs to save me from that mm-hmm. but that realization maybe in in the games that we have maybe that hasn't even happened yet Maybe right. we're not even to that point yet. Right. I don't know. But what do you think of that look? Like, kind I of like it. Getting like, cre- not creepier, but like sleeker. Well, sleek and kind of creepy. Like, right. The wispy, like if you, you know, like, I think Bowser is almost lovable because he's a big hunking goof. Mm-hmm. Right. With yeah. Quote unquote evil intention. Right. Because, I don't know. In my head. A boulder rolling through the city is funny, but a like a noxious gas rolling through the city is scary, mm-hmm. right? So a big hulking monster is kind of goofy. A thin, wispy, almost gaseous form, right, is a little bit more a little creepy, a little ghostier. But not like he's not any less. He's actually becoming more real rather right. than more ethereal right but more, the more, yeah, more corporeal right yeah and the yeah. more corporeal he becomes the more he takes on these princess like aspects but they're switched through this like monstrous form right right so yeah that that the easy gliding movement the mm-hmm. the unnaturally of, moving yeah right yeah yeah not just like <laughs> <laughs> whenever he walks anywhere. Yeah, yeah instead yeah. of being loud and scary, right. he's... He, be, he becomes less simple over time, and less simple is scary. Yeah. yeah, and he knows that he knows that etiquette and that that polite way to cruise. Ooh, yeah, I, like two things. One funny thing. Um, 
My favorite thing in Super Smash Bros. is when you do the double take and he walks faster and he goes, <laughs> and he's like, you know, choo uh, yeah, yeah. choo, coming for you. Yeah. Um, Comes cruising. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and but it's like not even a different movement. It's just at a more rapid rate. Just very fast. Yeah. <laughs> Bowser on um, mission. Speed, speed walking speed, Bowser. <laughs> Got to get the groceries in yeah. before store closes. Trying to get um, the cardio going. <laughs> um, get my steps in for the day. He. Uh, and then the creepy thing is I have this image of him, like, when, like, Mario up to this point has been taking Princess Peach's word that Bowser exists. And then maybe the first time Mario actually sees Bowser, right? Like, Mario has had this image from all of Princess Peach's stories of this big hulking monster. Because that's what he was originally. And then when he finally gets enough kind of magic to appear once... I have this weird scene in my head where, like, Bowser's, like, waxing, like, philosophical about stuff, and he does this, like, movement with his hand that's, like, super glidey and elegant, and he just, like, like folds his hand out princess-like to Mario and is, like, talking to him and stuff, and, like, it kind of sends a little bit of chills down my spine. Like, like a, just this... Like a Sephiroth from Final Fantasy kind of thing. Yeah, kind like he's of. he's a little too flowy for... for... To be yeah. good. Yeah. See, I'm kind of imagining this, not really, but kind of imagining this as if it's like an anamorph between Bowser <laughs> and Peach. That's kind of where my brain's going. The anamorphs. Dude, that was my favorite books growing up. <laughs> I love those. And then the aliens that crawl near ears is like and like oh, took over your brain or whatever. I like it. Yeah. So anyway, a swag anamorph between now. Bowser and Peach is what Bowser becomes over time. Mm. His new look. Yeah. Right. Something a little bit different. Mm. I like it. I think it's okay. spooky. In connection with that, Ooh. what should his voice transition or should it be kept the same throughout? I think it'd be more unnerving if it if it got if it stayed the same tone. But like in most of the games, it's a text kind of thing where he says something like, and then the text is like because it's getting interpreted. Right. But to keep that same gruffness with his wispiness. But he's now able to speak. Ooh, so transition from a translation in the game to a he can talk. Yeah. Like like Peach says, Oh Mario. And Mario just goes, Yeah Yeah. You know? It's like instead of instead of Bowser just going, it, it transitions over time from from grunts to semi words into words into flowing speech. And then it's a little bit metagame, but those games, when it's Bowser's turn to talk the speech box kind of like glitches a little mm, bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it just, it, yeah, he talks. Yeah. Spooky. And then he's not looking at Mario, he's looking right at the screen. Mm. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at you. He's talking to your soul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then even weirder would be if the camera then transitions to Mario and Mario goes from looking to Bowser to you too and then back to Bowser and back to you and then back to Bowser. <laughs> like he and knows Mario's like, what? <laughs> It's I think it'd be spookier if it if Mario had like obviously no awareness, like mm. had no idea that that could happen. I don't know if I want to delve into creepypasta territory, but still, like <laughs> kind of something along those lines. I think we need to be careful about how dumb we make Mario, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's gonna make it really hard if he's a psych later. Mario's just like the dumbest psych yeah. you ever seen. Why are you mad? It's only game. It's only game. <laughs> you can't be harmed. It's only game. Yeah. And then he like. His head falls off because yeah. it's creepy. Pasta. Takes the hardest punch you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Ribcage shatters. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> X-ray. X-ray. <laughs> Fatality. 
So his appearance, his goal, what he is as a being, mm. um, I guess, like, I don't know. It's hard because Bowser, I, there's several characters that we've tackled in popular Apocrypha that are characters because of their foils, mm-hmm. right? They're characters because of who they exist in tandem with. Right. And I think, honestly, it's we've done an okay job of singling him out and maybe world building for characters in the future but is there are there things that we can now in the last few moments look at that still kind of keep him a separate character but could possibly tie in in the future i'm trying to think of i think that's going to be difficult with the narrative that we've decided with uh, him being a figment Mm -hmm. um because started out that way Mm. Yes, yeah, I mean, like, what? what's, I mean, if we decide to move, since we're moving toward the direction of, um, he started off as a figment and now he's slightly real, um, I think it's going to be difficult to pull him away from Peach, uh, specifically since all of his actions are Peach-centered, right? Um, with the exception of how frustrated he gets with other people stepping into his kingdom, um, everything else he's done has been so... Peach centered, so without Peach, he would kind of be a null, a null character. Right. Um, unless we wanted to say like, well, I mean, there are the times when he he steps out of character because other people are threatening the kingdom, um, and at that point we could try to put in like, this is why he exists is to defend the kingdom from X Y Z, and in his off time he's kidnapping Peach. Mm-hmm. Unless we wanted to stick with, because I think earlier we talked about all of the villains being Peach's figments, mm. right? I think sticking with all the villains being Peach's figments, right? Because, like, almost in a way you could say that when a villain comes into the quote-unquote kingdom, mm-hmm. it's Peach's defensive reactions to this now strengthening force, right? Bring in a stronger figment to kill the old figment that's now gaining force. And he doesn't like that. And then every time he succeeds in not being overpowered, becomes a little bit stronger. Right. I think another thing to consider is, and I, and I agree, I think Peach and Bowser are kind of, uh, they are in tandem now. Like, I don't think that we can really separate them very much. But um, I think that we should, we should buy into that. Because then we can say that not only is, it's not so much necessarily just that, uh, Bowser is a uh, figment, but what if he's a represent originally a representation of something, and as are the other the other enemies as well. So what if originally um, Bowser is a figment that is derived directly out of her perception of she is losing control over her kingdom of her life, um, whatever that looks like, and therefore Bowser comes to be, and then when she feels like she's losing control of Bowser, then that's when. So it's all it's all a, a simile for control in her life, I guess. We could do that, or we could go with a a narrative of when Peach or when Bowser starts to fight off the other things invading the kingdom. It's Bowser trying to save Peach from her own from herself, right? From thoughts of like yeah, like this is a thought that could be dangerous to the kingdom. I can see both so working together. Bowser actually. Bowser steps in and is like, "Well, I'm gonna protect you from you." And I'm going to take on this bad guy. Yeah, I like, I I like those ideas. I just I like, I, and it's maybe the dark 
like sinister part of it that's drawing it to me i i like this idea that that bowser is not in love with peach and protecting peach yeah. but using peach right like like right. as he gains control he he wants to use peach right so but i does, mean but perhaps... does that mean that he doesn't love her or what if those two things are eventually as he develops are contentious things internally for bowser that he doesn't not feel one or the other he feels both at the same time all the time hmm. so the things that have him in conflict with himself right is that that desire for more power and, um, and to use peach yeah. toward his ends along with that desire for peach and her love hmm. or that desire to protect peach while at the same time using her for his own gain I think the the protection part would be a facet of the other two things that he loves her and desires to be the only thing controlling her mm. right like which is very uh that's a very that's a, a, a dangerous ground in one sense because that's very uh it's a very common theme for an abusive relationship sort of thing right mm-hmm. um but that would fit with what a lot of what we see already in the lore as far as being an abusive relationship goes. yeah yeah i Man, I I almost kind of like I'm I am a little bit and my word doesn't have to be what we do, but I am drawn to this idea that he does not like what Peach originally saw him as cared for Peach. What he is becoming does has no need for Peach other than a vessel. Right, because he's becoming more flesh and blood, more but cognizant. If, if he's becoming more truly cognizant, then he's, I, I would say, then he's not only developing um, more, you know, awareness of how to control and how to use his thoughts to develop language and other means of controlling Peach, but if, again, truly cognizant, I would say it would require emotional capabilities. And that mm-hmm. is where we would find, as Bowser becomes more real, Bowser becomes more emotional, and that's where Bowser begins to battle himself, not just um, Mario or Peach in, in order to control Peach. Hmm. That's what I would say. I guess fair. Hmm. Yeah. That that as he as he becomes more real, the the threat now is that he's not an he's not an A causes B villain, right? Like I steal Peach, then Mario comes get comes and gets me. It's like there's more factors involved in his decisions which makes him more unpredictable and more scary and more like what is his real you know but as because he is in this transitioning stage he's aware that he is developing emotions and knows that that's getting in the way mm-hmm. which is again resulting in additional and internal himself. and external conflict it's almost kind of an interesting like what you're saying is cool in that like he is Becoming aware that he's a figment, and the figment that he was existed to love Peach, right? But the figment that he... Or at least to give Peach control. To give Peach control, and the goal that he was given by Peach was because I love Peach. Right. Right? Right. But he's becoming something that is wholly different, but also connected to that original. Right. Right? Yeah. So, it's almost kind of split personality things going on within himself as he grows and develops like 
this is what I am and will always connect, be connected to, but what I am becoming is born of that, but also not that. So much more than that. So much more than that, but I am still that, and in order to take control of Peach, I need to become partially like Peach, which then creates this metamorphosis, but also Peach is a loving being because she loves Mario and wants him to be closer, so how it is... It, yeah. And is and is that desire to um, uh, divert his emotions toward Peach the reason that he creates his underlings, mm. trying to remove or baby those Bowser. feelings? Right. Mm-hmm. So, it's good yeah. questions. Your mom's Peach. Like, buzz off. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know, yeah. One final question. Yes. Purple cape or no purple cape? Oh, purple cape all the way. Okay. Mm. Purple Do you... cape, does it rest over his shell? I believe so. Let me let me look up the photo real quick. <sighs> well, that one didn't have the purple cape in it. I think just capes are cool. So, all, some of, times some of them he has the purple cape and some of them he doesn't. If we can put a cool cape in there, why wouldn't we? I mean, especially if his, like... If his form is becoming more slick and wispy, a cape would be interesting. Where is yeah. one with him in a More, cape? uh, Castlevania. That's mm. Like, uh, Alucard or Dracula. Yeah. A cape that then becomes a cloak. And then, mm. at one okay. point, Mario throws a fireball at him, and he whips his, his cape aside to reveal his shell, and he just smacks the fireball back with his shell. You know, in a dragon-like snaking move as as spooky as possible yeah and then he hisses at the end (laughs) there are many there are many instances where he there are some instances where he has the the purple cape but there are also a lot of instances where something else is purple instead so like his throne can be purple sometimes or he'll in like uh, one of the like uh, sports games he had like a it looked like a, a racket that was purple, purple racket. Mm. yeah so I, I think maybe uh, he always has to be touching something purple king uh, color of royalty yep to prove his, his so, control and his, over his kingdom sometimes it'll be a, a hat I just saw sometimes it'll be the cloak sometimes it'll be uh, it looks like uh, his uh, uh Bow tie, I think, is what that is, or something, or cummerbund, or something from Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Some part of his suit is purple. Bow tie and some he, trimmings. There's pretty much always something purple that he's touching. Uh, a car. So I think that that should just be kept in, uh, kept in canon. If it's not already canon, that he has to be touching something purple. And he and Lot Waluigi are the same person. Uh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fine. We'll probably talk about Waluigi someday. Here's hoping. Yeah, when he gets put in Super Smash. Yeah, good luck. You know, if, if he does, I'd like to commit that that's when we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. It, the day they announce it, we'll record the episode. They were, they were saying they're going to have a press release where they announce more characters they're adding. Yeah. They did that a couple days ago. They did that already. I thought they had another one. There, there, there's there another, another one, one coming up. Not that I'm aware of. I would not complain about it. I mean, it just keeps getting cooler and cooler. But yeah, anyway, dude. I yeah. think that we our, our Bowser is so much better than he once was. So much more than he once was. He's more wispy. An angry figment. Yeah. <laughs> An angry figment. That's also what they called me in high school. The angry figment? <laughs> the angry figment. Once hmm. you're turtle bits, the angry figment. <laughs> <laughs> that was my wrestling name. Well, big, big. There's the title for the episode, boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
my and my name. scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Tim. thank you again for joining us on this episode of Popular Apocrypha. We just want to say, as always, you listening brings us great joy, and I do not say that lightly. Mm-hmm. So agreed. Yep. Um, if you haven't already, check out our website. You can find some uh, uh, additional stuff on there, including our pit. Um, and you can also find our contact stuff on there. You can submit us a message to us, which would be great. Um, either there or our email, um, popularapocrypha at gmail.com. Either one, we would just love to hear, especially suggestions of characters to add to the pit would be great. Oh, yeah. Um, we've taken off a lot over the past few weeks, uh, especially during our Kickstarter and stuff. And so um, we need to add some more on there. So please send us your suggestions or send us your thoughts. Or if you think that we mess something up or didn't touch on something that we ought to have on a character please let us know so that we can uh we can uh consider that and talk about that and revisit yeah oh yeah um uh, we just want to hear from you anything um another way to give feedback is by leaving us a review on itunes or blueberry or where wherever you get your podcasts you you can do that um you can check us out on all of our social medias um it's i believe all of them are at pop a Poc podcast uh we're on facebook twitter instagram uh, we have a Reddit page now. Um, made it big. Uh, yeah, I made that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, uh, anything else for you guys? No. I don't think so. so. I'm happy. I think with that, it's time to go to the pit. Alright, sounds good. Cool. Um, Nick, I pulled it up. Would you like to do the honors of clicking the random number generator? I would week. love to hit that. Wait, did he really? Yeah. I did get to hit it. It's fine. Week. It's fine. But I'm I'll do it again. I'm not going to complain. Two days in a row. I mean, uh, Tyler might be upset about it, but I mean, here we go. I'm gonna be upset about it. I'm just kidding. Hey. All right. What does it say? Okay. That. Okay. Um, the next one is Jiminy Cricket. Mmm. I'm doing it right. Yep. Right is hosting. When you wish. Upon a copyright. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Can't finish. <laughs> really, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. 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 I love it when you call me King Dad.